I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Initiate Orphan's Trailer. Welcome to The Orphans. It's Baz Gilroy. Baz Gilroy. Gilroy. Baz Gilroy. Hello. I am geometrically fabricated and functional reasoning unit, but you can call me Jeffrey. Do you know what they're going to do to me? That's what I am to them out there. Just a spill on the floor that needs wiping up, aren't I? I will not stay here and witness your stupidity. You do nothing but pretend. You don't care about me. Get up. He's going to find us if we don't move. The Orphans. The Orphans. The Orphans. The Orphans. Facility. Out now. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. It contains content that may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. All Nerdy Show podcasts are made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. Discover the many ways you can join in at nerdyshow.com. Welcome to RPG from Scratch, design episode 43, and Liam and I are here together, and we found somebody crawling out of a hole that led to the center of the earth on their latest expedition. It is Mr. Doug Banks. I forgot how to do this. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like riding a bike. No, it's it's decidedly less physical. We don't really don't, have, have the body of adventurers. I don't know what you were talking about. I was dancing up a storm last session. So, Doug, where are you on um, the game? You what? guys have made a lot of progress since, I've, since yeah. I've been here. It all kind of bleeds together into a big cloud in my head. Yeah. Actually, I did want to talk about that. I kind of almost feel like we need to do a refresher episode just to be like, here's where we're at currently. Or if you want to jump into design episodes and you feel like 43 is a lot to go through. Yeah. Well, I do feel that um, we kind of do a mini refresher about each path before yes. we before we go to the, uh, the route of improving them. I kind of want to start with some nuts and bolts, not step six stuff first. All right. Based on Layliners, our, our actual play podcast that if you're not listening to, please search it on your favorite podcast player, L-E-Y-L-I-N-E-R-S. Layliners. Especially if you like Thin Lizzy. So we are level three and four yeah. in Layliners. Nobody has opted to increase an ability point by spending momentum. And that's not a bad thing, except for when questioned about the decision that they made, they never even considered it as an option because they didn't think it had the same value. Yeah. Would it be too good to make it only cost 20 to permanently increase an attribute, but then you also still level up and you also get the hit points? So you don't get any new abilities, but you can get it sooner, and you're still leveling up so that the damage increases, your HP increases. So if you got 60 extra momentum lying around like everybody did last session, spoilers, you could level up three times instead of two. Uh, the damage increase, the HP, and whatever function of your stat is might be too good. Mm-hmm. But 
I don't think it's going to be... I don't think the opposite thing is going to happen. You mean the, the thing that we're worried about? I think the fact that you would overlook stat increases for path increases. I think if you if you enacted this change, it there, you wouldn't have the opposite effect where like okay, I'm, I have I have step one, step two. I got my daily pure stat increases. I don't think that would happen. I think you could feasibly do that, and you would make a weird character. But that's almost that almost adds to the options. That's where I am on it. I think like it seems too good only because I'm like, well, if I make a character whose ability, the only ability I care about, I get at character creation, and now I'm just just pumping this character full of stuff. I actually don't think that that I don't think that that character would be absurdly better than no. anyone else. Do you think people would be more willing to spend momentum when they don't have to save as much? You know what's funny? I don't. So okay, th- th- this will bring me up to it. That's a good question. I think. Um, the answer is no, because I think people are still freely spending momentum. I don't really see a slowdown in like when people want a thing to, to happen and it and it is important to them for what they see as the narrative of their character, either in combat or out of it. They're spending it. Like I don't see I don't see people going. I don't know. They're not really right. hemming and hawing. I see other players at the table saying you should probably spend momentum on that, and they're like eh, I don't really know. But it's not because they are being stingy with their momentum. They don't care about it as much as the other players at the table. Or, or a fun situation of something has to happen, and so you're introducing momentum. But sometimes you do have to be like, remember, though, this also allows for critical failure. That's the only way that it exists in the system. Yeah, be right. prepared that that is a possibility. <laughs> Usually the advice is, don't just spend one. Yeah. Spending one momentum feels bad. Because you're just like, I'm introducing so much risk for a, a like a 20% better like, chance of yeah. really, of really like succeeding a, a, a critical fail on one momentum is pretty much the same as a critical, critical fail, fail on, on 10 momentum. On, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. If you're in for a penny, if you're in for a pound, I think three is what, like if we're going in for something big, it's usually th- we spend them in groups of threes because that feels like yeah. enough of a push. Should there be a bigger penalty or smaller penalty I then? Don't, I don't think so. Don't it, it makes it complicated. So. One, well, it makes it complicated. Two, the natural focus of using three momentum in bulk like that to push forward a thing makes critical failures rarer to begin with, and it allows you to make them a little more punishing because that's true. Yeah, and I've been trying to steer away in GMing from the basic thing that is uh, specific to your character. So, like, you just go for a swing, you spend momentum, you fail. Oh, you dropped your weapon, or you fell down, or you hit your... Whatever. Now I'm trying to I'm trying to transition to making it more story moments, more environmental problems begin. I accidentally burned down a house. Oh no. Yeah. You didn't care that much about it, but it did it did raise the stakes considerably for It everybody. would have been way worse in almost any other situation. So for instance, it starts raining, which now makes everything muddy and slippery. Yeah. Like things like that could be a, a cool way to use momentum. I and trying to come up with things like when running Ghostbusters, and I'm trying to think of more story elements, it will, it always felt weird when you'd be like, oh, ghost eye, and then an unrelated thing to your action now happens. Mm-hmm. So I guess as long as the players don't mind it, it, it's not weird. Like, I like the idea of being like, oh, now it's raining. Like, that's an environmental difference, and that makes it engaging and more interesting and a higher consequence. But if someone's like, oh, I spent momentum, and now I had a critical failure... And now it's something that almost like it's just a coincidence had nothing to do with with what I did. Mm-hmm. Like my action isn't being what failed. It's that now we're just in a tornado. Yeah, right. and well, but the way the way brownie points are pitched to the yeah. player is as a result of your action, 
an unexpected consequence happens. True. Whereas in, momentum is a story focus. Yeah, yeah, I kind of I kind of want to try to pinch it as a. Yeah. As like moment when you say I want this to succeed, you're saying this is a story moment. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. It, and, and your momentum is your character's permanence in the story. Yeah, that's, that's a good. Yeah, that's, that's a good when way you describe. Yeah, when you describe it as your momentum is your momentum in in the story. You don't say it's your momentum in the real world in which right. things are happening. Like that's not how you pitch it. Right. And um, you're saying I want the story moment to focus on this for just a brief moment. Yeah. And you're thinking you're going to look like a badass, but instead of looking like a badass, you just fall on your face. Now, uh, or the universe decides that you yeah. did a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. Like saying this can't get any worse, and then it rains. Yes. You know. Yeah. Okay. And I think there's a, a secondary thing of momentum that I really like, which is uh, the breaking of the fast on the momentum train, which can happen at a table. Where if you're you're in an encounter, you're not sure where you're at, how tough these guys are, and then something is revealed to be a motherfucker, and one person spends momentum, the chance that by the end of the round, someone else will have done the same thing is sure. actually pretty high. Yeah, It kind of gloms onto each other. Either people pick their moments, or the situation describes itself to everyone of like, this guy's really hard to hit. Yeah, you got to you got to do this, or uh, you have to make this jump now, or bad things are going to happen. It's interesting because um, I got a question recently. So your characters are getting a resource. Yeah, effectively, momentum is kind of a consumable in the way in, in RPGs and classically in RPGs. I don't know about you, but in my friend group, we don't. If you get an ether in yeah. Final Fantasy, uh, an ether rank one, the lowest level ether or whatever, you'll still have that ether at the end of the game because you're too afraid of. Uh-huh. Using them, uh, same is true in, in generally in Pathfinder, Dungeons yes. and Dragons. You get some something that you think you're going to use, and you never end up using it because you're like, no, oh, well, we can succeed a without scroll. this. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So we're not going to use it, other than like health potions, which you don't think of that way for some reason. Yeah. That was presented to me about momentum, and my argument was, well, just increase the difficulty, make it so they know that this is very difficult and it matters to them that they succeed i also don't feel like they feel like ethers if ethers had a base level one in 20 chance of just not being spent when you use them Mm -hmm. you'd be a little less afraid to use them and if you do a really cool thing when you do it there's a chance that you would either be refunded the amount of momentum that you used for how cool it was or possibly, because this has happened a couple times, someone has spent one momentum and been rewarded with three yeah. because yeah. of a cool moment. Because of that negotiation, momentum doesn't feel like it's something that you spend and throw away. It feels like it's useful in the story. If you use it well, it will you will be extra rewarded yeah. and, and move faster through. And it's something that you can get for making a joke. Like You don't have yeah. to go through a dungeon, open a, open a thing. You don't have to buy it from a shop. It's not, a, it's not just XP. No. No. Yeah. So, uh, well, what about the players who just maybe aren't that creative, though? If they're like, I just really want to hit him. Ah. And it's like you have another player you know, across the table who's mm-hmm. just like, I want to do a backflip off his shield, and I'm going to come down on him and stab him like this with helmet splitter. And then it's like, spend the momentum. Oh, my God, that's an amazing play. I, I feel like momentum is actually the tool to the tool that you as a GM can use to motivate yes. the player to, sure. to know, take those risks and try I mean, to be creative. Don't get me wrong. There's people who never in their life will be smart, clever, or funny. Mm-hmm. But they want to play. Yeah. yeah. And, and they do belong at a table. Yes. But even if you're not smart, particularly smart, clever, or funny, you can definitely become smarter, clever, and funnier. I think Momentum trains you to do that. And in a moment where you do something that's just for you, kind of cool, kind of creative, kind of funny... Every time we've played this game, 
at this table, and this is, you know, it is a closed system. It's a small N. When anyone does anything in their own frame of reference funny, everyone at the table will be like... Momentum? Yeah. Like, give it to them. Yeah. Let them have this moment, because I want to... One, I want to see their enjoyment, and it's also, it's not... Because momentum is not competitive, it is great to see your friends use it, fall on their face. It is great to see... Not you falling on your face is still good. You don't feel stingy about spending it... If I do something that I feel like is, is kind of on the line and I don't get any, I also don't feel bad because there's a near infinite amount of cho- well, chances chance. for... Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a near infinite amount of chances to be like, now I made a Doctor Strange love reference. Give me the sweet, <laughs> sweet juice. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. But that question came from the um, person listening to Layliners. And in the current prison break, the Thin Lizzy scenario that they're in, they're gaining a lot of momentum off of fights that are pretty below their... yeah ability fights that are not challenging and they're not spending a lot in every combat and i think in that frame of reference a gm might think oh no they're not spending their momentum when in reality like these are just here as throwaways to give you context for what is easy versus what is hard like the hard stuff is coming much later well Stor- actually probably not much later stormtroopers exist to make darth vader feel like it's okay. Feel oppressive. If, you're, if your players want to conserve their momentum for the fights that they are having trouble with, that is them taking this seriously. Yes. That's, that's actually not them dismissing the difficulty mm. of your game. They're, if they're getting stingy with their momentum when they really need to spend it, that can be – like that's it's a subject. Just, I don't also, happen, someone might, but if you're in the middle of a makes, fight, you might be on the edge of getting enough momentum yeah. to level up and you really want to level up during this fight. So you're not – it's like, you know, we could really use you to spend the momentum. I'm like four away from like leveling up. You okay, know? but what's four away? What is your personal threshold for that? If I spend enough momentum where I'm down to five, mm-hmm. if I level up and I'm down to five momentum, I know the risk that if I get knocked down, yeah, it's going to be that's true too. Rough. So, yeah. so it's actually a fun situation where end of the fight, you could spend momentum to definitely hit something, or you could be looking at it go like, or I could pop thirty right now, go super saiyan, mm-hmm. get new ability, go up a damage tier, and you could be looking, you could be looking at that forty five going. I feel safe at 15, or you could be looking at 35 going, is, Risk this, yeah. is, is this where I plant my goddamn flag? Because yeah. if you, do, like, and also, here's another situation. You do that, it works out, it's a great moment. Then you get hit. I'm, I'm, well, no, the whole thing is, I'm also, I'm also pretty sure your GM would be like, two momentum. And just throw, yeah. like, Hopefully, like yeah, yeah. going, rewarding going, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Going hard and picking those moments. Even if you fall flat on your face, the risk reward of it always feels story driven, and the reward, while kind of poultry, really in comparison to death, but death is always hanging over you like a sword of Damocles. You're kind of waiting for the the momentum of the situation to tell you when to go. Hmm. So, do you guys want to test uh, twenty momentum for attributes? I would like to do that. Yes. All right. That's not a bad choice. Increases your dodge and damage. I have zero dexterity. I'm a clumsy bitch. You're a giant alligator. Maybe with the short, alli- <laughs> short alligator arms. No, I just figure the claws make everything weird to deal with. <laughs> and the tail. Bitches love the tail. Can't, somebody help me open my goddamn Snapple again. <laughs> Can't deal with buttons. Can't do it. <laughs> just figure like the alligator from uh, Fantasia. Just wear a cape and a hat. Like That's yeah. it. <laughs> that's true. I, I actually imagine myself as uh, looking like... Uh, Robin Hood. Uh, oh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman from Robin from Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, yeah, just like Azim. Yeah, a chew. Yeah, <laughs> Gazoon tight. Yeah, 
So uh, I was thinking firing into melee. We're talking about the difference between different kinds of cover. I think there's soft cover and hard cover, right? Was that what we decided? Like books. Yeah. So, yeah. Soft cover and hard cover. <laughs> it's a story. Which we'll actually, a story. I, I like that. Yeah, I, I like really that do. Analog. That is a dumb thing that I love. So I think um, soft cover is a negative four to mm-hmm. hit the target. So things that provide soft cover is anything that obstructs your view of them that they could conceivably duck behind which if it's one of your allies a table a table one of their allies if they're um just just something that is it's not completely concealing them from your view but they can kind of duck behind it a child (laughs) yeah we have a penalty for firing into melee i think that penalty only applies to medium sized creatures okay so creatures that are that are humanoid sized creatures your size or smaller how about that yeah Penalty. Or smaller? Yeah. Creatures your size are smaller. If they're in melee. This is not a cover situation. A small creature would get more cover from a larger object. But if, like, a, let's say a child yeah. is carrying yeah, yeah. a sword and fighting you, they're not getting more. The penalty for firing into melee wouldn't be dramatically larger. They're already, they already have a higher dodge because they're harder to hit. I think that's just a negative two. Any, if, 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 even if a creature doesn't have cover against you, if you're trying to shoot it and it's engaged with melee and it's and it's your size or smaller, it takes two more to hit it. So what's hard cover? I think hard cover has has nothing to do with a negative. Nope. I think you literally can't see it. Yes. So are we when you're saying soft cover, hard cover? We're literally talking about partial cover or full cover. Yeah, you could say that, but I think hard cover. There's a chance you could punch through it. See, I was thinking the opposite when you, just when you were describing it. I thought because mm. when when you're first saying soft cover, hard cover, I'm like soft cover, like a bale of hay, yeah. and hard cover, like a a mountain, <laughs> like that. There's there's oh. one like in other words, hard cover you cannot break through. You'd have to go around soft cover. It's conceivable you could break through it. Well, I think hard cover there's just it 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 has a certain amount of hardness, and to get through it, you need to beat a certain amount. Whereas sometimes, if we're talking about an iron wall, that's that number is higher than you could ever meet. Yeah. So, so just just so I'm clear, we're talking when we're talking about soft cover, hard cover, we're not talking about the amount of which you are hidden, but rather the difficulty of trying to get you both. It's shorthand for both. Well, because there's so for instance, if I am behind, let's say I'm not backlit, yeah, and I'm hiding behind a blanket on a clothesline, sure, that that touches the ground, yeah, that's soft cover. But I but that, but I wouldn't even know that you're there. So why is no, that? No, because not... you see me peeking out and I'm trying to engage you. Okay, okay. No, I'm, I if I'm hidden, that's not cover. That's right. just you. You don't know I'm there. Okay, <laughs> you okay. know what I mean. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, if you're trying to shoot me, um, you get a negative four because the uh, the premise is you're trying to get me where you think I'm going to be. Gotcha. When you when I expose myself, not in that way. Ha ha! I think a heavy table counts as hard cover, but it has a lower difficulty to punch through we have a long shot marksman and they have a punch through mechanic yes that can go through hard cover but it drops in damage when it gets through mm-hmm. does that make sense sure but i think we need to rate the kind of cover and um just by class like we could say hard cover light means they it, it it drops by the damage for when it punches through drops by five tiers then ten tiers then 50 tiers you know like that kind of thing like we're doing it tier so on roll well no because if it still hits them then they get their extra damage right so we can't do it that way yeah i think it should be overall damage down five down 10 down 15 and only if you have an ability that can 
and maybe by through. like only like two or three tiers just to keep it simple because either either it's going through easy and that's soft cover yeah. or it's difficult and it's like thin wood, difficult, yeah. thick wood, or it's impenetrable. The, and we that, say light, medium, heavy. Sure. Yeah. There's, there's sure. soft yeah. cover, hard cover, and a, and of hard cover, there's light, medium, heavy. Sure. And I, I do want to put an asterisk by that and do allow for for at completely at GM's discretion only a vague guideline. Yeah. If if it if an archer is firing into a wooden table that is providing hard cover that you're punching through and getting through, you're like like they could even be like at the seventh arrow. Well, a lot of that table is gone now. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you've been punching it through a lot. There's a big yeah. chunk of it that has fallen through. But also to keep in mind, there's a difference between a random table in a random tavern yes. and, the t- and the table of the Admiral and yes. where he would probably put a shield in it or some kind of protective thing on it for this exact purpose. Or it's just, the, the or table it's just we, made of good wood. Sure. Yeah. The table we are currently sitting at, the heaviest crossbow that a person could buy right now for normal use would not punch through this table. Right. It would stick in it, yes. but it wouldn't punch through. So I want to give that more thought. Just the idea that hardcover is you can't hit them and you have to guess where they are. Like if they're not coming out. I thought that was soft. Well, you, you literally can't even target them if, the, if, you uh-huh. don't, if they're not popping out, right? You have to try to punch through. I don't know. You know what? Let's, let's table the punch through mechanics. All right. Let's make that GM discretion. Or we'll make it specific to the adventure. We'll say the tables in this room if you deal this much damage to the table, you can see through it yeah. and then hit the person for half damage. Actually, I think the idea of giving them an already existing mechanic just like HP is a good idea. That's yeah. good. Just HP. Because if you're, if there's just, if somebody has an iron portcullis, yeah. what could you possibly do with the mechanics of our game, with, with the characters that you build? Yeah. With your normal, like, what, you're going to shoot arrows at it? You're going to throw ice at it? You know, it's it's no. really, it's not going to do anything. You need to find an alternative solution. But a champion with a two-handed weapon could feasibly, in one blow, make that not cover anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, if I'm thinking portcullis, it drops and, like, you know. Yeah, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm punching I'm, through I'm, it. I'm not, yeah. yeah, I'm saying, that, but the difference would be between that and, and something that you could just, like, oh, I've... I've Turn that into splinters. Yes. Yes. Good. Like, that's gone. We're going through. Yeah, okay. We'll just deal with soft cover for now, and we'll make hard cover a category that is specific to the object. Mm-hmm. So if a guy is... Or, or, or we, could just, we could just leave it a situation of hard cover, soft cover, impossible. And, and more importantly, allow punch-through mechanics to exist specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you could just give... I mean, if you could leave a lot of it up to the GM, where, for example, hard cover with hardwood tables... You could say, "All right, GM. Depending on how thick you think these tables are, yeah. it's it's one of these three hit points." What if it's the punch through mechanics only work for soft cover, but f- for each object, it takes a certain amount of HP to turn it into soft cover? I like that too. So hard cover, sort you of just like can't, bloodied. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And some things are just HPs, just impossible. It's infinite HP. Because yeah. like. if someone's hiding out under like hard cover table, that's like real pain in the ass. You keep throwing enough arrows at it. Eventually, yeah. you're going to turn it into Swiss cheese. So now it's soft cover. That makes sense. Yeah. If it's if it's a if it's a shitty table. Yeah. Yeah. Or well, because the, the thing is, let's imagine the barroom fight. Okay. And we've cornered the mercenary and his two buddies in this barroom. They flipped over tables, and we are just fusillade of arrows, yeah. just throwing them in there, and they're just hiding behind those tables. They could literally hide there all night. Yeah. And we go like, and you would. Just be like, we're wasting time. Get yeah. the get in there, th- flip the yeah. tables over. Yeah. yeah, I think hard cover, soft cover. Soft cover is negative four. You can use punch through mechanics. Soft cover is 
creatures that are obscuring your view of the target mm-hmm. and well anything that obscures your view of the target. Now, let's say your allies are on the battlefield. You're at range. They are perfectly in line with you, but they're not engaged. Let's say there's two range characters. Let's say the healer is 15 feet in front of you, 15 feet in front of the healer. There's the enemy. I think you got to move off site to shoot him to yes. not. <laughs> to yeah, unless you take that perk the, like, the, the down fif- the line. The 15 you know. fir- foot increase in your view is yeah. big. It's enormous. Yes. Yeah, I think that creatures no longer count as soft cover if you're adjacent to that to the creature yes it doesn't provide cover because you can just go over its shoulder yeah. you're not it doesn't obscure your view in that well, way it's also what they're five foot by five foot hexagons right yeah it's even a situation of as you're charging you veer slightly left yeah. because you know you're not literally moving a whole hex yeah. away yeah yeah you're yeah. just you're just going like oh i know who's behind me we also don't have a charge mechanic we'll have to figure that out i don't think we do i don't think it really adds anything to our game it adds things to D&D because you're very movement limited in in ways that are less important in this one. Like the movement, your exact position in this game is much more important and charging. Like if you want to be highly mobile, you play a Krex. Yeah. Hmm. Well, let's just say you're a big Citadel guff and you, you're your old school D&D. You say, I want to charge this guy. It's oh. like, well, all right, go ahead. Like there's here's, no, here's, there, you know. Yeah, here's the yeah. thing. I totally want there to be a charge mechanic. I want it to be... In a path, yeah. I mean, Champion is the like run, shoot, like the shield bash, extreme yeah. version of oh, shield I, bash. I actually, I actually would love not call it charge, but I would love for one to eventually be in the set it all line of just like, oh, I, I for the first turn and only for the first turn, I can move eight squares because I'm getting into the fray. Like that's my job. I, I hustle at the beginning and then I plant. But I think that is you just double moving because it's your you as Citadel. You kind of just want to get there. Like you don't really need to do a big swing. Like yeah. the big, the that big is, swing. That, portion. that is true, but I want them to be able to make a swing mm. because not making swings feels bad. Sure, that is, that, is, that is a thing we do need to be aware of. But it like, feels it feels the, worse if you're champion. The yeah, the mechanically oppressive thing of tank. I, I do think we there's couldn't there's, you just double move and make a basic attack? No, no, you can't um, do both unless you're a Tiktani or a Krex. And spending spending that extra action on a move. Will make sense a lot of the time, but man, doing double attacks feels so much better. Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't think it's a problem. I think if anybody's going, I think the idea of charging oh. into battle and doing a big swing is a champion. Yeah. Oh no, definitely. Although I I do hope eventually, like if we end up doing the gravitational forcey caster person, mm-hmm. I would love for push to be an ability. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like, as you're running, you feel like you you have. Essentially, like you're, you feel like you're drafting as a car. You're like, oh, just the air in front of me is just pulling me forward. Why? Yeah, or, or that so, would be that would be fun. So to summarize, shooting a character that doesn't have cover but is currently engaged in melee—that's your size—is a bad idea, and don't do it, kids. Negative two. Yeah. Shooting at an enemy with cover, negative four. Mm-hmm. So soft cover, hard cover. Find an alternative solution. You might be able to get, to get to turn it into soft cover with enough damage but generally let's say we are in the language of like firearms Mm -hmm. they are so much more powerful than arrows and able to penetrate better than arrows if we're talking hard cover we're not talking about drywall no like you you can shoot through drywall so if people are behind hard cover behind berms behind steel you need a completely different weapon to deal with them so it's not even or or you change positions or use a different tactic or you cause a flood you just cause a flash flood yeah. 
Speaking of that, which is not impossible, spend momentum, hope it fails, (laughs) (laughs) drown them, starts to rain. (laughs) You guys ready to get into step six? No, but we're doing it anyway. All right, give me six steps. Give me me six steps, (laughs) Mister. Conveniently, that is my movement speed. That's true. Speed of six. So, big picture first. Uh I, I think. I think because step six is now you're more than half committed to a path. Yes. We can throw out the sense of parody, the sense of templating that gets you here. So step one through five, there's been reasonable parody on what to expect from the paths at each level. Like, it, it, like oh, if I'm, step f- if I'm step four citadel or step four death, mm-hmm. you know that a big... A uh, sweeping change came to the character to give you more responsibility that changed the individual flavor of your character according to the choices that you had. Mm-hmm. Or a big choice came to your character at step four. I think we don't need to do that. I don't think we need to template. I think now it's each step is going to start specializing. Filling in its own role. Yeah, and and, and rounding itself out a little bit. Well, and this is also a situation where we've hit a step where if you are pure dual pathing, you're in regular in the regular advancement, not going to reach the step. Mm. If I you go if you go five and five, you'll never reach a step. If you if you dip into three paths, you won't reach a step in the first ten. In the first think, ten, which is our block. Yeah, I I think I kind of don't want. Okay, so let's 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 back up on that point a little bit. In other RPGs, well, actually, really only in D twenty based systems and maybe Shadowrun I don't remember I haven't played Shadowrun in this decade so I don't know there's an end to character progression until they release like a mythic path and and, yeah. and you and you go a little bit further where they assume that by level 20 you are a god and it's yeah. you are on par with everything mechanically that the world can do mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if we're going to go that direction I don't know if we can say that's the end like I don't care if somebody wants to do oh. 7 and and 10 you know like 17 oh, no. steps no no i don't i don't think that's that's going to be a thing but i i do think designing around that generally your campaign will end around step 10 yeah is a good nice benchmark for for regular games but we i think we've already discussed the idea of already what what our plan for extra levels are going to be and how it scales yeah where like your 11th step is is a core which is fucking brutal and I love it. <laughs> Citadel Marksman would be my first if I if I was doing like if you're like we get to, you get to make an eleventh step character at start. This is where we're starting at. You're already doing this. I would go Citadel Marksman. I want unlimited opportunity attacks as a ranged character. Let's f- like let's fuck shit up. Yeah, and and I do think that there is a there is it does get to a point where we're talking about infinite combos. Oh right? yeah, like that. Where that we probably want to get to a part where we would say bef- right before that is <laughs> yeah. probably top end, right? Right before you get there. Like I'm, I'm not afraid of a of the concept of having a a character that is mechanically on the level of the divine. But I almost sure. feel, I almost feel like you're like, and what is that? And you're like, level fifty. Fuck you. Yeah, just level fifty. So, so how many steps do you take before you get to take a second core? 10. So 10 cumulative with anything. So if I took yeah. 5 of command, 5 champion, yes. now I get a second core. Which which if you did if you started core champion 5 and 5 you're like, "Oh, I you know what I think I'm going to pick up? Core command 
Or you could be like, "Core scoundrel, I'm going. I'm taking a hard left turn. We're doing this shit weird." Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not sure that we'll stick to that. But that's a. Fun, I like the idea of it. Yeah, th- that's a fun thing to kind of hang our hat on until we get there. Because because we may comp- we're not there, so we can change our minds completely when well, we get there. But also the 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 concept of the interplay of core mechanics. When that idea was presented, I was like, would that be good? And then I started running through the Rolodex of like, even just the the possibility of two connections. And you're like, oh, that does some real, real dumb stuff, but not in a way that feels broken, in a way that feels like, oh, I do that thing that I did the hardest possible way that it could be done. Mm. (laughs) By the time you've invested this much time into a character, yeah, great. You're achieving legendary status, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and also because Dodge and armor don't scale the same way that it does in other systems, it's not that intimidating. The fact that damage only scales... Like, if you're a, a, a level 5 wizard, I think, in, in D&D 5 edition, what do you do dealing on it on a regular attack? In, in D&D 5th edition? Yeah. It's not... It does, uh, I'm, I'm just saying, like, the, I think that our, all of our margins are smaller, so that when you when you get to ridiculous levels, the thing that is ridiculous about it isn't that you're doing, like... 270 damage in in a combat round it's oh no i just i get to do a large amount of damage and i do it more often and i'm more oppressive i kind of want to start with a with a more radical change to one of the paths okay and i I think i I mentioned this to you off mic liam but you you most certainly did not okay i'm thinking about zealotry i like this already now zealotry started with kind of like as just the bridge between physical and magical paths Mm -hmm. and i think and and that's what it's step one or core really does but i was thinking about a radical change for something like zealotry because the way you're building your character for zealotry is is going to be so unique compared to how anybody else does Mm -hmm. like whether you're pure zealotry or you use it as a bridge between two other paths it's going to be very specific to you i was thinking what if every step of the next five for zealotry until we get to step 10 you could take out of order they grant you one specific style of play one specific huge character yeah huge character trick or or gimmick (laughs) Mm -hmm. that you could take the others as well and get those other gimmicks but it's so specific to something you want to do that you don't have to progress through the ones you don't to get to get to it so i was thinking things like um ethereal wings that appear when you want them and i do have to say the complication of this is then if all of the remaining steps are now functionally step six i like the idea of adding gimmicks i do think that if you get i think step six enough should be any gimmick should function as step six but i do feel like zealotry step seven should be the gimmick of of step six again and a moderate increase to a thing you already do. Well, remember that leveling up is already a moderate increase to the things you already do. Yes. So you can pick... But I, I, I still well, want there to be potential utility. I want there to be something where, like, a step seven zealot, there is a, at least a very minor static step seven zealot feature. Okay, That, that I guess that... It's interesting because it, it, it completely throws out what, I, what I'm saying. No, I'm saying no, that no, there it, would be... It, no, what I'm saying... Run parallel. All right, so I never got out my full thought. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Uh, the wings would be, you get a full suite of abilities to use with the wings that define a play style that you can elect to use that would 
go in however you wanted. So a few options within that. So for instance, you'd get wings that you could choose to use them as a way to give yourself cover or as a way to fly or as, well, those are pretty big, you know, something like That's, that. So, and also those are two vastly different choices. Yes. Maybe there'd be some like boon for people seeing you with wings or, mm-hmm. and, you know, could inspire terror or awe or something like that. Maybe a step where you get extra ethereal arms, so you look like Shiva or um, Mecha Shiva <laughs> or some, Mecha something like that. Shiva. Or Doctor Strange. Mecha or Doctor Shiva. Strange, yeah, where you could wield multiple weapons or, or be casting spells at the same time as you're doing other Ooh, things. Oh, I do like that. Uh, Especially for the flavor of Zalad already. Yeah. That is good. If you decide to cast with hands, too. Or hands, six no hands. wands. <laughs> six wands. Like six wands. <laughs> Gen- General Grievous, where you got like I don't, shooting wands. I don't know what you're talking about. Casting staff double wands. And I was thinking a halo, but like the old school halo where it's behind your head, that kind yeah. of thing. And it could function like the Eye of Sauron, mm. where it could help you spot targets, see them through walls. You could shoot beams from it. It, it, could, it could blind people. It could do, you know, just it has a lot of utility. And then something like um, a spirit that's with you, almost like a stand from JoJo or the uh, avatars from Persona. What are they called in Persona? Personas. Or a Persona that, <laughs> that basically fights alongside you yeah. and it has its own abilities or picks up other abilities that you have that can be used in tandem. And I was thinking the last thing was probably be like a shield like um, in Naruto, the Susana no O or, or some kind of thing that can protect you or others that you can use mm-hmm. for for a different way you know like some kind of armor or spectral whatever spectral armor actually would be really cool yeah so d- d- we can throw all of those out but the reason why i bring them up is because i don't want to have to get the halo to get to the wings yeah if i'm not going to use it you know what i mean right and they're so different that i think that so are would you be able to use the halo and the wings in tandem yeah if you took both of those steps okay so you if you wanted two of these things you don't have to get the other ones to bridge the gap between them you can just pick that one then the next one yes yeah that th- so that's my that's my thought and the idea is that they may not work perfectly together but that's not the point it's, it's really how they augment what you want to do mm-hmm. which is you might have picked something else up in another path that you wanted these things to augment like if you're an ice caster and wings allow you to move without spending a move action so you can use your move action to cast a harder ice lance things like yeah. that a mobile artillery like just a mobile artillery unit at that point yeah yeah like if you're flying you don't have to spend a move action to move that would be enormous right like that would be or just even a situation where you have wings you don't have to like exist on the ground anymore. Difficult terrain doesn't matter. Yeah. You'll never die from falling. Yeah. Yeah. Always slow fall. Always. As long as you're conscious. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> if somebody knocks you out and throws you off a cliff, you're dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> you hit that ground like anybody else. Unless you're made of rubber. Well, but you're glue. So what I was thinking is if we do something like this. Yes. It will set Zealotry apart dramatically from the others. Very much so. And you could get all of them. You could do all these things. Mm-hmm. But you probably wouldn't want to. Like, you you probably don't want the shield, the spirit, and the extra arms because there will be an economy of actions choices that yeah. they won't mesh well together if you're wanting to just do all the extra stuff all the time, which I think is okay. I think that's fine. Um, as long as that's the only path that does that, yes. Yeah. that's Totally. I really, I, I see every other path as having a steady progression, like ramping up, whereas mm-hmm. zealotry, not so much. It, it it's, it's making some lateral moves. Yeah. It's augmenting what, what you want to do with the rest of your, mm-hmm. your char- the rest of what your character does. So 
I don't know. How do we feel about that? I like that idea because then if while we're doing step six, we're going to have to invent six steps, essentially, or mm. five, five. S- five steps all at once. I like that idea. I do think we need to table it, and that should almost then be the last one we cover all at once in one episode go. I almost don't want to plan it that way. Only because what will happen as we kind of percolate on this, it'll be up. I have an idea for how that one thing can be a full step. Okay. And then you just lay it out and we'll make it. All right. Like already, each of these things on their own seems so powerful. I kind of just want to sit on them All for right. a little bit. No, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So the idea of, of choosing at step six, say. Yeah, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't say, like, I don't think we should number the, them as one as, as no, six through ten. No, no, there is there is step six and then step seven is step six again. Step eight is Step six again. Step nine is choosing, step six again. Cho- choosing from a pool of, yeah. of these these abilities. Yeah, you would say step six through ten are replaced with these options. Yeah, wings. With we we could call them. I think C- you call like them customizations. Vir- you use the word virtues. I love the idea that they're virtues. Yeah, we could say virtues. In fact, I would love to rather than name them by the physical attribute, the mechanical thing they do is like this is you know this is the virtue of you, you could name that like this is the virtue of temperance this is what this does sure and that would be the the armor like i like that just so yeah something like that you you could use benjamin franklin's version of virtue there's a lot of different philosophical versions of virtues we could mm-hmm. troll through those do a little research have a little fun get down tonight uh not tonight i uh i have a date tomorrow i'm sorry okay you want to you want to look and act your best no, I just don't want to uh, smell like... Um, you can't get down two nights in a row. It's got to be tomorrow. Is that the, that's the no, law. But the Actually, thing is, no, that is illegal. It is a lunch date, so it's not. I'm not getting down tomorrow night either, really, potentially. Okay. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So given that idea, which I think is a big swing, that's a, you know, like that's conceptually, it's yes. a, it's complicated. And if you said, I would like to do that with every path going forward, mm-hmm. I would, I would say, please don't do this to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even saying that would be a terrible idea. Um, just don't ask just, that just, of you. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> please don't. There's so much balance. There, the amount of balancing having to do that with all of them and the, the prospect of having someone go seven or eight steps and pick up two others. Mm-hmm. From something else, we you would you would make characters the ability to make broken characters that are too functionally able or oh no I picked an extra thing and this is garbage for the next four things I'm doing God damn it Although I I do like the idea that once you reach a certain point in any of these steps it's like okay I'm already 
a well-established yeah. whatever. Now I get to choose what kind I am. Yeah. Not, even just outside of zealotry. Like, if you're, you know, doing champion, you can be the same champion as everyone else, or at a certain point where you start to single yourself out. It's, I, it's interesting because champion, I think, already does that. So th- the moment you pick a weapon that you like, you're playing true. that character very differently. Very true. And, and I also think because we exist in a fluid multi-class situation the idea that you would go even straight champion right now doesn't feel as fun it doesn't even mechanically in the way that you look at like no i'm gonna do i'm like at least one step scoundrel we're getting some poisons on this shit we're gonna do this shit or uh oh i occasionally want to be able to use a bow effectively and do some movement stuff you know i'm gonna dip in a marksman like if we were gonna like for my campaign if i said okay here's the one caveat everybody has to be core champion you guys wouldn't oh, be, you be could. alike. That would like, be, you wouldn't. We'd be so different. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, you could be an archer. Yeah. You could do, you could do Radiance and do dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> Champion Radiance was... Oh, actually, that was, uh, that's what Vaughn was. Yeah. Vaughn Vandevin. So... And it, it worked. It does work. <laughs> it, did, it worked. I kind of want to do a all-scoundrel party now. Everyone core <laughs> scoundrel. Oh, my God. Like... Or at least some scoundrel somewhere in there. Yeah. You, like, in the... Yeah, in your first division... You have to pick step one uh, or core because you could have uh, Tolden who could also true pick an extra one, so yeah, they could yeah. be really weird. I loved playing Frixa with it was a core radiant step one scoundrel. It that was, was a blast. That was so much fun. But anyway, back on topic. The first path I have kind of ideas for like mm-hmm. uh, that that death. Is, it's death. I knew it was going to be death. <laughs> How did I know it was going to be death? We already have something. A yeah. placeholder for step six, death, because we created the idea that you're creating this undead, mm-hmm. these undead monsters. So we have the Reavers at step four, and at step five, you get Raveners, we've decided. Yes. Now, Ravener implies hunger, mm-hmm. which I think implies tank that refills its own life by dealing damage. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, Do- doesn't sir. give you the life. You don't Ooh, get it. sir, I love that. But it, it's maybe it's no armor. Mm-hmm. Bag, pure, bag pure of hit HP. points, and the damage it deals, it, it half gets back half of it as health. That's probably a good place to start. Yeah, let's start there, and if it's too good or too bad, we'll, we will know. Okay. Now, now the damage it deals, I think it should deal good damage, right? Solid. But just single target. It picks a thing, it mows it down. I think I want to give it reach. Like a werewolf in Skyrim? Mm, kind of. I was like thinking... The, the idea that, that you have a set thing of life it really can only attack one target at a time yeah and it can refill its life slowly but only by doing attacks yeah i was thinking more like um did you see stranger things season three yes the the big bad in that when it like will grab somebody and take life but it has reach but it's gangly and slow Mm -hmm. so the reach allows it to shut down an area it can do two opportunity attacks per that sounds solid right that's that's good area denial yeah um it can be overwhelmed, which I also kind of like thematically. I do too. Maybe um, 50% more hit points than you have. Yeah. So it's based on your hit points. Um, it Ooh, 25. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a little sketchy of it having so many more hit points functionally than even pure... Like, if you went pure Citadel, mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess the armor difference then is super huge anyway. So but actually, then, 50, 50% then lose, is fine. Yeah, well, I was going to say, and then you're losing out on... The death abilities, yeah. as well, because you being you gaining all those levels in Citadel isn't really helping it at all. Oh no, I'm saying I'm saying the 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 nature of 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 you're a Citadel tank, 
you have someone in your party go step six death and they're like, you're obsolete now. Yeah. That doesn't feel true mainly because of the armor and it would be a situation of the flesh beast would have your back. Yeah. So I think you would almost want a situation where like it's taking damage, but there's a point where you want it to stop taking damage because it's not going to be able to refill its health as well. I I, I don't want it to be able to be healed by anything other than killing <laughs> than killing yeah. i don't i don't want it to be able to be healed by uh by other party members though i don't think it's their responsibility i think that in 10 minutes it can regenerate all of its hit points yes if it's I left like alone for 10 minutes i like that okay so it doesn't have to be healed after combat but that might add in a little a little downtime mm. but it's fine well, 10 minutes is Ten minutes could be is forever in combat and out of combat it's Yeah. Ten minutes pass. Like Actually, what if okay. What if it has an ability Okay where it's an at will, mm-hmm. it can sit out a turn to gain a die roll of hit points back. Like a like some kind of random flat, amount of hit well, well like flat die roll that increases for your level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So well well, yeah, so like it would be like a tier of die rolls it can if it's if you can spend it could spend an entire round getting that much health back yeah i like that would that work yeah so that way you can have it sit out if you don't want to lose it if it's about to die you can have it back yeah. out and and just do that I, I yeah i just don't want i don't want a radiance character or a zealot character to have to be in charge of your pet a, you but <laughs> also but refilling what is a meat shield not an armor shield like sure someone that you 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 put a bubble on that you no is going to ignore five to six points of damage or four yeah four to six points of damage who you can top off really easily meat shield tanks are a, a whole nother conversation yeah and i think when it when it is doing that it is immobile and it loses dexter it, it loses dexterity to dodge yeah it's a sitting duck yeah okay so so let, let's say you go core citadel the rest death just because you oh, want I'm, I'm, again, no, no, no I'm, I'm just yeah spitballing you you go core citadel the rest death to get this second secondary tank Ooh, to be, you be a you're a one man you're a one man two body tank team you're a wall is that broken i no. don't think so i think it's pretty good seems like we already have enough limitations placed on it that it's not out of control no right it's just a bonus it's not like it's not like a new player character, and, it, well, and it's also a distinct choice. Yeah, yeah, and and it's also a situation of and you're splitting your attention on it because you're trying to keep track of its hit points. And you want, oh, let me have it sit out. You're not like mm-hmm. you know, it, it's not a Terminator that you just dropped on the battlefield and you can right. No, now we need to get in some numbers. Okay, yes, hundred fifty percent HP. I like it based on yours. Zero armor, can't wear any. Yeah, it's can't, a it's a flesh beast. Cannot be healed. Uh, heals don't hurt it. No, you know. I don't like that. I yeah. never liked that mechanic in anything. We're like, <laughs> no, it's undead. It just healing it hurts it. I've, no, I've it, always it is felt just, this bullshit. It is just its neurological structure is constructed in just a way where it cannot take advantage of healing. Yeah, the 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 spell hits it and goes. I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. It's magic. He yeah, like, it I treats I it like an object. He's it's, like, yeah, it this yeah this feels like a table, and I don't put nails back into things. I'm sorry. It it would be funny if we do eventually make a path. That can repair objects, and for some reason, just like I can repair that. I don't I'm know fine why. With that. It's a construct. It's yeah, a construct made of flesh. I would the, like that. I think the reavers are too, but they're so so much closer to have being the thing you yeah. made them from. 
that, that you can heal them, and they're yeah, they're it's and, incidental, and also the fact that they're not damaged sponges, right? Doesn't I mean part of the reason why I don't want it to be healed is literally just I don't want. You're better off healing someone else than yeah, this. Yeah, I, I I don't want it to always be a damage, yeah. a heal sink. Essentially, we're like, do I do my own damage? Do I do my own thing? Or I can always top this fucking thing off. It is is an endless font of throwing heals into it. Okay, now let's think of it in these terms. How much damage do you want its attack to do? If if let's imagine if you got this thing mm-hmm. at character creation at level zero, yeah, how much damage would it deal per hit? I think D eight plus. Whatever your composure well, is. I was going to say D8 is a lot. That's I high? Say, I was going to say D6. D6 for, for, is a good for, 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 a not, for a not heavy, for a not specific damage. If you're starting at zero and it's D6 plus your composure, yeah. then uh, it's like, depends on how well, how well you built your character. Does it yeah. do two attacks, though? Or mm. one? One. Here's the thing. The the reason why I was I was going a little higher, I wanted to say D10, but the reason I'm, 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 I went down to... I'm like, maybe a little bit less. And the reason that worries me is that I think the threat of damage is part of its ability for denial. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the, like it needs to threaten enough damage that somebody would consider not just taking the hit. Yeah. Yeah. On D8? Yeah, but... D8's not that much higher than it's halfway. D6. It's halfway. <laughs> it's halfway <laughs> between D10 I, and D6. D8, yeah, D8 is fine. My, the thing about D6 that I was sitting on was, because that's what our one-handed sword does. Yeah. And I was thinking it's... I would, the way I'm conceiving it is of a it's it's a sword and board tank just without the board and mm-hmm. more HP. Like I'm not thinking of it as as an undead risen barbarian, right? You know, with a with a two handed weapon, it doesn't have abilities either. No. Like it, it's not going to do. It can't do overwhelming strike. No, you know it can just do area denial. And I think its reach is full. I, I think I think it takes it can still attack you if you're adjacent. Yes. It's not like it's using a, a weapon. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's got it's got two limbs, and it can use them, and they've got like little suckers on them or whatever. But um, you invent whatever. the flavor, by the way. Yeah, yeah. We're, I don't want to be in charge of that. If you, you make your own flesh beast we'll, on your own time, we'll make a description that makes it large. Should, yeah. you know what? Should we make it larger? Should we make it take up three spaces? I like that because that that's enough. I like that. That makes its area of control bigger. Yes. Okay. Is it soft cover if you hide behind it? Yes. Soft cover for anything if you hide behind it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I like that. It's a three. It, because we use hexagons, mm-hmm. um, we can we can make a the, the vertice of three hexagons becomes its, its su- main area. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Now I think it has a low dodge. Yes. So I think its dodge is its dodge is based on its stats, what? and its stats reflect. Your How stats. you, yeah, your stats. So I think what, it, what's the secondary stat for death? Well, well, I think its strength is equal to your composure. I like that, right? So it does. So if we were talking about a level zero one, which is impossible, but just for yes. the sake of balance, it deals a D eight plus your composure, composure. as damage, yeah. but it. It is actually its physical strength in terms mm-hmm. of its defenses and and how that would play out. Now, what is its? I think it its dexterity is probably equal to your intelligence because it's how you can multitask. Yeah, so so it may get up to a plus four. Yeah, you know, so it has a dodge of fourteen, which isn't bad. Which which but it's also it. you're dumping stuff into intelligence to make that yeah. happen. It has an intelligence of zero. There's yes. no way to increase it. So it's not going to double up on intelligence and dexterity. What is its reach? Two. But but it's not a reach weapon, so it can attack anywhere within there. Yeah. 
So if you imagine, I might it is it draw. is monstrous reach too. I think is how we should describe it, and it's only single target natural at the time, reach, right? Yeah, natural reach. I like that. If we imagine these three spaces as it, the area of the battlefield it takes up, right? Sure, looks like a dick and balls. God, actually, that is a huge space. Say, yeah, if it's that is of, a giant fucking space, dude. But it's only, but it can only attack one target at a time. Right. If we say it only gets one opportunity attack per round, Oops. that makes it a lot easier to deal with because that is so. I didn't realize how much space right. that that's, was that's until why I this asked. was drawn out. Because as soon as you said it takes up three hexes, and then it's that, even, even it a reach of one is like is it's so big. big. But I actually, like I like the fact that it just locks down an area. But if it only gets one opportunity attack, I like the idea that it's it's covering a bunch of space. Ganging up on it is the thing that you'd want to do. So the 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 first attack is risky, and then it's like fucking dog pile this shit. So let's make it one opportunity attack per round. Yeah, and it is still it only targets one one target at a time for, yeah. for it for yes. two attack. Yeah. Okay, I think it's currently eight, I think it's eight feet tall. Deal, right? If it takes up that much at the base, I eight guess. feet yeah. tall, five hundred pounds. I like that. I like that for for general stats. Yep. Eight feet tall it's, makes it a bad day, but not the worst day. Yeah. Right. So, so you need that much biomass to, yes. to make it. Now, here's the thing: how many reavers does it take to make one of these? How big are reavers? They're medium sized, slightly thinner, and sl- like think about like a medium so like size, medium sized crex. Would it depend on one of your stats? Maybe. No, I think it needs to be a fixed amount so like, that people can so build. Like, so, like one twenty. Yeah. Let's say no. Well, let's say. Let's say 140. One, I was going to say 140 is actually how, really How big thin. is the Reaver again? It's a, let's imagine one, 140 pounds. If it stood up and stretched, 5'5". Five, five. Okay. So all, but, 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 but it's a little it's normal. five foot because it's a little crouched and yeah. mean. Long limbs, that kind of thing. Like three of them? Three I think three is a good number. Yeah. You have to sack three, three Reavers. Spaces. Yeah, you have to sack three Reavers to get it. Or you can just start with that much biomass. Yeah. So the Reaver takes up one hex, and this takes up three, so three Reavers. Yeah. Okay. So, so two beefy dudes or three Reavers? Well, like, like I, two... I don't think you can make six Reavers at this point. I don't think you can make six Reavers at, at, at step. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying if you need the biomass, like two beefy guff fuckers who are like 250... Yeah, stout stout assholes. You could build one tank out of it, or three reavers. Yeah, I think that's that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. Now here's here's another thing. You're not taking this thing into a fucking town. No. God no. <laughs> God no. You can't put a tarp over it and be like whatever. No, it doesn't walk around with, with it. It's not three it's kids in a trench coat. It's constantly screaming. <laughs> like, like I almost think I almost think you could put. A shroud over a reaver and be like, whatever, like it's fine. Mm. I think it has no mouth except for on its hands. <laughs> Yet it must scream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whipping around you. <laughs> like, ah! I almost think it would make like a whale sound. Like just, <laughs> oh, that's so scary. A giant eye in the center <laughs> of its stomach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll think of, we'll, we'll, we'll make it vague enough. It's a giant lump, it has features. Yeah. And uh, two two limbs, it can make one opportunity attack per round. And then I would like to make twenty seven possible descriptions of this mound of flesh in a in a fucking writing jam, and so, shove that in a book somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's think about how much health. If you're just de- you're straight death, all straight the way death. Step six. What are you sitting at? You are level five. You start off with twenty HP, and, and you, you're gaining four a level. So you gain twenty. You're at forty health. Yeah, it has sixty. That's fine. 
It's fine. Um, it's actually below Citadel, I think. Nope, it's not. No, it's not. All right. Um, it has 60 health. What is a good amount to heal when you tell it to wait? Because I think the damage it deals is fine enough. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be taking chunks out of it. Monster that big, you tell it to wait. It's the other people aren't gonna suddenly like ignore like oh it's waiting. Let's leave it alone Dude, now. I, but I, it might be behind you. I almost think True. I almost think a, a a quarter is a good place to start, but might not even be enough. Um, because what a quarter of sixty is what fifteen? How about how about let's say it's what about three d ten plus your composure. 3d10 plus its endurance. Ooh, I like that. How about that? I mean, may as well got to start somewhere. <laughs> it heals 3d10 plus its endurance because maxed out, that's going to be half its health. Yeah. Yeah, okay. If you're pure death, which is the fastest way to and get if, it. And if you roll shitty, you're going to be very unhappy about that yeah. misturn, but that's fine. Running in there between the bad guys who are hitting it. No, it's like Master Blaster. He's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't understand. Yeah. Now, now, I think actually two opportunity attacks is good. Here's why. The three reavers that it takes to kill it can deny a bigger area because they can spread that out. That is true. That is true. They can they can spread out from that, and they, they can cover way more ground and have way more opportunity and, attacks. And, and actually would be less inconvenient to ranged characters behind them <laughs> in a weird way. What's a good speed for this thing? Middle ground, five? Five is fine. With a reach that big, though, it's like... Five is fine. Mm. It's still fine. You know what, though? It just, it just, if it, it has its own move speed, it can just double move. So I think we can probably give it four to say that it's slow, but the idea that it's moving while you're doing but other stuff... That reach stuff. is so big, too. It's like, you, yeah. you, you say it moves forward, it, the reach is going to go crazy across this board. Like the, and this, this thing that you drew here, just temporarily, moving forward, you're going to go from one wall to the other, like nothing. That's true. Well, I think because because it that, has. Its, but I almost think that's its job. Yeah, it sure. Is its job. I'm just saying that doesn't seem slow to me. If no. you, do you want it to seem slow or just four is slow compared to six. Yeah, but when you have a reach like that, <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, I I agree. I think four is a good place to keep it then because it, if it gets its own speed it, speed and its own attack, it takes its own move action. You can have a double move, and, 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 and it's also. Okay. I, I I also think this is a good place to start, and it's definitely a situation where. If we play test with someone who does go step six death, and then we start using it, and you're like, okay, cool. We have to scale it up or scale it down. Because there's a situation where this thing is going to be compared to other tank characters. Mm. And if it makes other tank characters irrelevant, that's not great. But also then those, they can pivot and become something really fun. It's that it, that's almost not my concern. It's that if this doesn't do its job well enough... The hurdle of deciding to go step six death needs to be one that makes sense and feels good. Yeah, I, and I'm almost thinking um, if I'm step six death, I'm just standing inside of its reach. Yeah. Like, don't come anywhere near yeah. me or this thing. You can stand gonna, right yeah. fucking in yeah. front of it the yeah. whole stand time. In front of like, it and it just watches your back and your sides. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to use it as a tank for anybody but me. <laughs> yeah. For the listener, Liam said, you're standing in front of it and you, and then he gave a double deuce. Yeah, like, just as double if, deuce. Come like, at me, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a shadow of death in front of me. <laughs> and I'm just gonna burn you the fuck down. And and your your party's like, how come? Wait, how, you could put him in combat here and do this. You're like, we're winning, right? It's because nobody wants to come over and fuck with me. <laughs> and I am draining everyone down slowly. So I like that. I, I think we've. Is there any number that we haven't thought of yet re- re- regarding it? We've got its HP. Um, we've got its. We got its um, strength. We haven't got its endurance. I think it gets a flat endurance amount. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, four. 
Good. It doesn't it doesn't have any mechanical thing other than people trying to. I think you know what actually five. Let's really beef Oof. that boy because because the endurance will only matter for its endurance defense when people try to didn't push we, it. Didn't or, we say or, something else mattered with endurance? I'm pretty sure we did that already. Like carry capacity and things like that. No, no. I think we said mechanically endurance poisons. It's, in, it's in turn. No, I I. I want to be able to roll back the tape. I think you said the amount that it can possibly heal is base is three d ten plus its endurance. Yeah, no, no, three d ten plus its endurance of five is. Sorry, yeah, I was considering that. Fine, I think that's fine. That's fine. That's why I was like maybe up to five. Because I didn't know what it was though, and I freaked out because I didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's okay. We can start there. A flat five. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine because by the time that you it'll, want it, it'll be eight base, and then by the time you want to increase it. You could have a second one on the field. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) By the time you want to increase its endurance? By the time you're like, ooh, I don't know if that's going to be enough against the the stuff we're coming up against. Yeah, you You, throw another one of those bad boys on. You have two of them. All right, I dig him. I like him. It's a horror movie. Him or her. um, Okay, so what is the maximum fuckery you can make? Step five death? Uh, You get, so step five, you get spirit plague. No, I mean Reavers. I'm, 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 I'm like, what? I want to know how this scales. Okay, it's a lot of stuff here. Hold yes, on. like I don't think I can read it in this. I, the idea is you can make I think two Reavers at at step five. You can make three at step six. You can make four. Okay, yeah, that sounds fine. And because even the idea of having one of these things and a Reaver it sounds really dope, and I want to do it. Wait, I think no. I think you only get. I think you can only have three Reavers or this. Yeah, no, I'm, sa- I'm saying at yeah. step seven, you'd be able to, like, top one off. Yeah, you'd put another That's one fun. I think it's fine. Yeah, it's fun. Okay. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm depending on how the other steps scale, we might not have it scale directly. Yeah. So I want to add something else to death. I don't think just this guy is enough. I agree, because it's very defensive. I have two ideas. I only want to use one. Okay. And, and if you guys come up with a better one, I'll use that. <laughs> But uh, I was thinking maybe an ability where you can spend your own health to deal AOE damage to enemies. I enjoy this. I also think maybe you can completely cut yourself off from healing to increase the damage of any banes that you've got. I also enjoy that. I don't think those things in tandem are... I think you can do both. No, I want to do both. Wait. But, but I think it would overload that, you. Yeah, with that thing too, yeah. yeah. Um, like, like if those things together would be a fine step on their own but we're getting the ravener i want to do ravener spend health aoe damage okay now i think the amount of health you spend should be a die roll so that it's risky so you, ooh, i like that and i, I like think it that. should be i think it should be a lot and then you deal half that to all enemies who can see you okay does that make sense so you would say i'm gonna do this thing then roll a die and you have to go with whatever it says or you yeah. roll the die and see that that's what it's gonna cost you and then you decide no i think i think you decide beforehand yeah. that you're gonna do it and that's the risk yeah okay now i don't think that the amount so let's say you're what we say you had 40 hp at this point yeah let's pick something that won't kill you outright if it, if it maxes out yeah. with your so let's say maximum you're probably only gonna have a composure of four maximum mm-hmm. as death so something what would bring you down to five hp whatever what 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 maximum damage would bring you down to five hp five so nine nine hp so we're talking 31 hp worth of maximum die damage right mm-hmm. then plus four will bring you down to five so it should be risky but if you haven't taken damage you're just like screw everybody and somebody's got to heal me <laughs> somebody's got to heal me i got to gain life another way yeah i i do want to 
I do I do almost feel like no matter what we do next step with their added pet stuff if it is cut I almost think even before the other cutoff thing we need another option for them to steal life. Well remember they've already got life steal. Yes. If they're an Eshwin they can return life or they yes. might be step 1 radiance because what we found when we were play testing at the convention is that somebody always went step 1 radiance step 1 death. Really? Yeah. That's was, a, well, it was a tempting offer that everybody wanted to try. It, it's up to you if you don't want a way to heal does, yourself. Does the bubble count? The bubble? I think the bubble should count. Temper H? You mean shielding? I don't think so. I think it should. I think it literally comes from your insides. I think I think you cannot reduce this damage. <sighs> because that's the risk, right? That's the fun part about it. But I, but I almost think the advantage of being able to go Death Radiance or having Death Radiance in your party is, is you get to supplement that risk i don't know well i think the supplementing is, risk what's, is the what's fact the, that you can what's heal the yourself. maximum shielding you're getting well think about it this way that's already supplementing the risk if you just put a shield on yourself that serves as temporary hit points true right like, yeah i guess you're right yeah yeah what's what does a max damage of 31 3d10 right like that's yeah that's the closest i think we're gonna get but that's half damage right so yeah if you deal 31 you deal 15 to everybody yeah if you do 30 to 15 to all enemies who can see you, that's good. That's really good. That's really, um, actually, is it enough? I think it's enough. Okay. Here's the thing. Boss fight, garbage. But here's the thing about boss fight. But, but your average, That thing is awesome at a boss fight. <laughs> the average damage of 3d10 is just over 15, though. So yeah. then you're dealing 7 to everybody. Mm. But it's to everybody, though. Yeah, but the, it's at this level, at at level 5... That's not a lot. I think it bypasses armor, though. It's got yes, to. Yes, I think that's death's brand. But but I think at that level, you're going to you average you around that stronger. from Shadow of Death. <laughs> well, it's, but it's also a thing that because of because of how single, tam- uh, single target damage can potentially always remove a damage vector that is coming to you, there's a premium on single target damage. You know what? I think, how about... It's not reduced by half. No. But I don't think it should be full or, either, because that's ridiculous. Or if it's, you, if it's instead of 3d10, 2d20? No. Well, that, that's that still, tier that's, I don't think is It's also too risky. Because well, then, the then you, the could lowest, kill yeah. your, you could just kill yourself. Hmm. I, do, I don't want a situation where, oh, I max rolled. I did the maximum amount of damage. This feels really good. I am also dead. <laughs> Avenge me. <laughs> I exploded. It's like, he just did that without consulting anybody. <laughs> and I don't, think, I don't think you roll for this. Like, I think you only roll damage. Yeah. You don't have to no, roll you to make it. Yeah. That's, again, that's another death flavor thing of stuff happens with you. It ignores, it ignores uh, armor. But you got to put yourself in a situation that is not fun. Hmm. I do kind of like it doing full damage. So it's going to average around 15. You take 15. You take 15. The only thing is if it's within sight and not a burst, that could be that could make oh, any you know any other AoE attack garbage. Well, <laughs> what if we instead of it being at will it's a scene? Solid. Yeah. In fact, actually I like that a lot because if we mathematically make it that you can't kill yourself in one hit, yeah. It could be just an opening move, like a really baller opening move. I like that. Yeah. The love you take is equal to the love you make. Yes. <laughs> and it doesn't feel like it's out AoEing fire, hmm. but like sh- Shadow of Death plus this is also yeah. if it's real good. I kind of want to move it up in damage. If it's a scene ability, 4d8 maxes out at 32. Ooh. Plus 4, 38. Ooh, I like it. You, yeah. might, you, like, you get down to 2 HP. 
That well, here's here's the fun part. One, you're probably not going to always roll no super heavy, and you're not you're never going to crit unless you just roll max damage. Yeah, because you, there's because no you're not roll. rolling to hit. But also, I love the idea of you roll max damage and a. I do I do always love a a, a system that allows you to uh, royally piss off your game master. I do think that needs to be. A, I think that needs to be a possibility. Those are the best games with you. Oh my god! When no. you were got pissed off, we were having a blast. No, but not, also not because you were pissed, but because of the scenario. Yeah, no. I, but also, I loved being. I loved being pissed off as a DM. It was. It was a little infuriating to see a lot of work be uh, chewed up by a lawnmower. Sure, but it's also a thing where, like, after the fact, you look at the lawnmower and go like, oh, "It's so elegantly designed. Yeah. Look at all the like." And also. Because of how those things happened, because of how those roles happened, because it was it wasn't a single overpowered character glassing a it was thing. Teamwork. It was teamwork. Yeah. It was a lot of interplay. It was it was a little bit of luck, but also you manufactured luck purposefully in mm-hmm. such a way of like. Also, just even the idea of um, good gaming. It's yeah, just, when you play well, it was it yeah. was threat assessment, damage, luck, mo- mm-hmm. like everything moved in concert. And after you get done with it, you were like. That was, while probably not mathematically the best way to deal with this, you've built a team where you're always in that ballpark. Hmm. I have one more... Stipulation? Two more wrinkles to add to this. Okay. If you die... Okay, yes. well, actually, let's, let's... If you die from it, nobody... They don't take the damage. Oh, okay. I, th- I think you did it to yourself, and because the effect, it, the effect never gets the chance to transfer. Okay, to them, right. All you, right. They just watch you kill. Add yourself. more to the risk. Like it. Okay. I think to help it synergize with other death abilities, uh-huh. I think they take the damage at the end of their next turn. It puts a bane on them. Okay. Until the end right. of their next turn. That way. You, you can, can spread it to another target that didn't have it. Yeah, uh, zealotry appears. Could, yeah, it can be removed before it happens. So, in other uh, words, if a target like if a target is defeated and it dies before the next turn, it's not wasted. No, it, it would be wasted on that target. But you're, it's an AOE thing, so the likelihood that it's not going to pop off on at least a couple of them is right. very low. Okay. All right. I I, I do now want to present this mm-hmm. because it's such a big attack. Because you do not have to roll to hit. Yeah. Can we figure out a way to involve momentum to be spent on this? Because hmm. that is that is now my, my the only possible complaint about that I have about this is that there is no feasible way to make it a momentum moment. to make it a momentum moment. Okay, well, how about we? So I would like to so, add this caveat: if it kills you, you should be able to spend a flat amount of sizable momentum to go. I have one HP. Mm. I have an I have an alternate thing. All right. I think you can roll to hit. I think I think if if we're giving it full damage, mm-hmm. you roll to hit, but it's against endurance. All is right. it then maybe you can decide to roll like there isn't like I don't think the, you get the, to target. No 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 no. I'm just saying like you could say okay, I'm going to risk rolling to hit. There's a risk and reward there. But if you just say I just want to do the baseline damage AOE effect, then it's just kind of more even keel. Mm. I don't, that's too complicated. Yeah, that's yeah. too much thought. For that scene, I, yeah. I, I do. It, it, here's scene. the thing: if, <laughs> if this was a video game and you mm-hmm. didn't, if if making that decision was instant and it was auto calculated and you didn't have to do all of the secondary math, yes, totally. The fact that you actually have to roll it out, no, True. please, please don't. Well, here's the problem with rolling to hit: you could miss. Well, yeah, but but also it would be more fun for the damage that you deal to yourself to be 
unlinked mm-hmm. from the damage they take, they just you just roll that damage on them at the end of their turn. Okay. Right, because there's things that maximize that that increase the damage of banes that are on a target. Yes. Oh, okay. Right. Single target. Again, my whole thing is, how do we allow for momentum to interact I, with this ability? I think you rolled a hit versus their endurance. If they saw mm-hmm. you, it goes against their endurance. Um, and it's just just like any other cast. It uses your intelligence to hit, and and then it deals it deals tier twenty eight damage mm-hmm. to you plus your composure to yeah. you. It puts a bane on all enemies who saw you, who were struck by like when, when they when they saw you, you roll the criminal, attack. Yes, <laughs> when they saw you make the attack, you've spent momentum. The ones that it landed on at the end of their turn, they have a bane put on them. Where at at the end of their turn, they take tier twenty eight plus your composure as damage, mm-hmm. and you might have a way to augment that as well by the time it gets around that. So we're saying you roll to hit, mm-hmm. but what you're rolling to hit is is a single target but you have aoe like for lack of better words in my head like a splash damage to everything else here's a no 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 here's a here's the thing all enemies who can see me right i'm gonna do this ability i have a plus three in intelligence right i rolled a four i rolled a seven Mm -hmm. does anybody have an endurance defense of seven or less probably not but I'm spending momentum on this. Yeah. Like, I'm spending momentum to do it. And then I take... Roll, roll, roll two momentum for me, please. Okay. With this as well. Uh, that added four to it. So now we're talking 12. No, sorry, 11. Mm-hmm. There are definitely hordes of enemies. Yes. That, that have, have uh, a base uh, 10. Endurance, was it? Yeah, endurance defense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, base 10 endurance defense. If you're, if you're out on a battlefield and there's 50 enemies that they can, can see, see you... you and you do that. Now, you put yourself a huge risk if they would, shoot would, things at you. I would still say 30 of them would get hit. And they would die. Uh, however, armored enemies generally would be the ones that would be, oh, that's a weird thing to look at. I don't like that. Huh. I wonder hmm. why he did that. And then, and then all and, of that damage well, bypasses armor. Huh. Looks, well, like, he, is, look, looks like he killed arm, himself. He's arm, dead now. Armored yeah. en- enemies, based on our conception of armor, and usually the way that you would construct them, would have higher endurance. Yes. Oh, if you rolled an 11 is what you yeah. said. Yes. Agreed. But that would be very funny to have an armored front and they'd be like, oh, that was weird. That guy looked like he got hurt. And then they start marching forward and they're like, is anyone behind us? <laughs> <laughs> the guys in front, they look, they hear, <laughs> they look behind them and an entire part of the vanguard Just is all gone. Of, all of the archers are dead. <laughs> I think that's, that's what death needs to do. Yes. Right? So, okay. I love it. I think that's good enough. What do we call it? Something with sacrifice? Yeah, I was going to say sacrificial explosion, sacrificial visage. Let's look for other things other than sacrifice, just because I think there's ways, probably abilities later that we want to use to sacrifice your own. um, Dark martyrdom. Dark martyrdom. I like that. Falling on one sword or something. Uh, Um. Masochistic explosion. Masochistic vision. Here's a word I've never seen before. What? Hecatomb. What I that? like this immediately. Hecatome. Hecatome. A great public sacrifice, originally a hundred oxen. Done. <laughs> Done. In fact, you do not need to add anything else to that word. That is enough. Hecatome. Yeah. Well, well, something that implies that it spreads, right? So like... A hundred oxen. I don't. That's I don't. A, I don't. Hundred oxen is a big fucking deal. Here's the thing. I don't think you need to. I think hecatum yeah, is its hecatum. own. It's the 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 
<laughs> middle of the battlefield. This is your this is your scene ability. I'm spending through momentum. Hecatum. Yeah. No, I think Hecatum is a, a, alone. And then you whiff, and then everyone. I goes, don't think huh. it needs any any added flavor. I was just gonna say right, like Hecatum, right, 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 right yeah, of Hecatum, right, right of Hecatum would be right of the Hecatum. Hecatum's right. Hecatum. I think just Hecatome right. Yeah. R I T E. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Done. I love it. That's step six death, everybody. Boom. <laughs> Hecatome right. And and a big burly boy. Mm-hmm. We call it seppuku. <laughs> no, no. Don't do that. We're not going to do that. All right. Well, I think that's that's it for today. Yeah. I want, I want to thank uh, Liam and Doug for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's it's good our, to... It is it's been our yeah. pleasure, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> we hopefully will see a little bit more of you. And, and if I go on my diet, hopefully a little bit less. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever made that joke. Also, you're wrong. I like them thick. Well, then I'll get my, uh, my hair cut then. You'll see less Well, I like that too. Well, yeah. we're three juicy boys signing out. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. If the game we're making sounds interesting to you, check us out at patreon.com slash RPGFS. $1 patrons get access to the cutting room floor, where all of the off-topic comedy that was cut out of episodes is curated for your enjoyment. $2 patrons get the updated character sheets that they can use to make their own characters in our system. $5 patrons get access to every rulebook we release as we update them. $10 patrons get to create custom NPCs for use in our actual play podcast, Layliners. Also, if you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Podchaser and Apple Podcasts. Every review helps. If you want to reach out to us with your gameplay ideas, please comment on our Patreon or tag us on Twitter. We are at Homebrew Ombres. Thank you all again, and until next time, stay safe, stand watch, and get a full rest. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.